Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This week we're going to be answering some listener questions and talking about some Fantastic Four future foundation sculpts and news that we saw this week. This is episode 347. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and still products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, as always, in the studio is the Hero Clicks heavyweight champion, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, yeah. And speaking of cool stuff, I busted $400 worth of cap in <clears> there <throat> behind earlier this day. Uh, Felt kind of good, but kind of bad at the same time because it was all pre-order stuff. So now I play the waiting game. And with the way you know Alliance and WizKids have been, that could be that could be a long time. Yeah, I'll see you next year. Cool stuff with my order. Um, yep. that is that is something that we've never mentioned, I guess, on air, and we probably should a little bit, I guess. Is uh, I once pre-ordered a Saruman, or no, not pre-order. I once ordered a Saruman from the Lord of the Rings set single figure. Uh, they had it in stock, mm. and I was like, sure. There's a local kid that really wanted it, and I was like, yeah, I'll grab it for him. And I can't remember what set I pre-ordered with it, but I, I pre-ordered a set with it. And, yeah, when you bundle stuff like that, if you're trying to reach like that $100 mark for free shipping, they won't ship the whole thing, or they won't ship any like piece of it until the entire order is ready to go. So... I ended up waiting like three months for that, and our shop was closed down. Yeah. So I'm just sitting on a Lord of the Rings Saruman figure, and hopefully, when uh, our shops reopen, he comes ba- like back in, and I can actually give it to him. Otherwise, I'll just forever have this single Lord of the Rings figure. That is nice. See, now I've had the WWE figures on pre-order for I don't even know how long, and I probably probably bought a few extra figures to uh to like get my order up to a hundred. You know, from just like random, like 30 cent, whatever figures. And so now every time I go and make an order, uh, I've got to check, you know, every time I try to fill it out, be like, oh, no, I already have what I actually I accidentally bought, whatever, an extra version of um, what's his face? Weapon of cord. I'm like, I guess I've got two of these now. One's on its way and got one here. So like, that's neat. But yeah, no, if you if you have pre-order items in your order, the whole order does not ship until like that pre-order ships, which is kind of like true. I think for most uh, like action figure companies, yeah. companies stuff yeah, like that. Totally. But yeah, now it is something to keep in mind. And it is cool. WizKids or not WizKids, cool stuff will let you take your like um, stuff that's in your cart and put it to your like later section, so mm-hmm. you can yeah you can take some of like the figures that are currently in your cart and put them to like maybe later. So if you want to tally up all of your pre-orders just to see what it'll be, but you're not going to actually buy them till like release. You can do that. And then you can just yeah. uh, put them in like the save section. So they're ready to go back in the cart, mm-hmm. but they won't be there in checkout because yeah, I had mm-hmm. all the WWE figures in that like limbo space for months and months and months and months. I think like two sets, at least maybe three sets went by as the WWE figures were just like watching and crying. And I was like, it's what you get, Xavier Woods. It's what you get. 
Oh dang! Yeah. Wow. Calling some some up up down down Xavier Woods heat that we definitely cannot absolutely <laughs> like. If you were to throw any heat our way, we could not return that at all whatsoever. No. Glad we would, called him out. Not he would know. break my jaw and sternum with the same punch. Just oh yeah, like, dude. A straight absolutely. Right. And like my jaw would shatter, Two. and then my heart would be pumping so bad it would just break my sternum at the same time. Although I've got to say, well, I don't know if he could hit you quite that hard. Um, I have to say, if I had to choose someone out of all the New Day to fight, it probably would be Xavier Woods. Kofi kind of scares me. He's like really freaking fast. Like he's just yeah. all over the place, high intensity. And then Big E is like Big E. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to be in the same room as him if like violence was going to happen because yeah, I, yikes, not to pick I would lose with guys that, that can uh, squat like four times my weight. Um, right. Xavier's probably like yeah. two to three times my weight. So like maybe mm -hmm. there's a chance. And then, yeah, Kofi's just way too fast. And he's got like, kind of like that yeah. capoeira style. So uh, I'd catch like a left <laughs> heel to like the temple before I even uh, noticed it. Let's talk about what made us happy this week, Simeon. Was it was it just spending money for you? Was that the big what made you happy? No, uh, spending money no. truly does not make me happy. Uh, they say money can't buy you happiness, and I've yet to find out because I don't have any. But what did make well, me you know what? Oh, jeez, that was just so sad. I was going to chime in with like, <laughs> but it can buy you a boat. It can yeah. buy you a truck to pull it. It can buy you anyone down in some 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 silver bullets. Anyways, I mean the main thing I is destroy uh, country music in your eardrums. But Simeon, no, security, and that'd just be nice for a lot of people. But. Oh. Uh, <laughs> No, what Jeez. did make me happy this week is I started on my second of two puzzles. So mm. I finished my my uh, Garbage Pail Kids puzzle. It is missing a total of three pieces. Oh. It is framed, hanging on my wall as we speak. I started my second one. It's some sort of uh, kind of like D&D &D art. I think it appears in a lot of game shops, whatever this puzzle is. So... If you've been in a game shop, you might have seen it in the puzzles like area. But it's, yeah, it's like a dude casting a spell. It's a weird monkey just hanging out in the background. It's a lady with like a sword. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, a lot of like, it's really pastel-y kind of colors, which is making it extremely hard. I actually found the Garbage Pail Kids with their like weird shaped puzzle pieces to be way easier than this one. Because these are all like mm. standard they're all like very similar standard pieces. So it's not like, ah, clearly this piece goes with this one because the shapes. Yeah. But um, the pastel colors are really throwing me off. So it might be harder. But I started that this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, we're due for like 12 inches of snow tomorrow. So can't oh, are wait we? for that. You are, anyways. Great. Yeah. I hope that doesn't affect me up here. That'd be. Well, actually, no, it'd be super easy. Barely an inconvenience for me, I suppose. <laughs> not really. Not yeah. really doing anything tomorrow. So, yeah, actually, that's that's not so bad. Yeah, my boss yeah. Called, uh, texted me and said, if you want to take the day off, you can. But we're expecting you to show up. Like So, so basically saying uh, it's going to be like a PTO day if you decide to stay home. And since I live three uh. minutes from my shop... There's zero chance that I'm not going in unless it's like com works completely called off. So 
I have a right. big day of shoveling snow for like two hours and then eight hours of folding old vinyls and nasty, gross shop work. So that didn't make me happy. To be, I, you know what? That honestly sounds because I'm, I'm not scared of heights, but the other things you do do sound terrifying. I'd probably rather shuffle, shovel snow, honestly. Um, but all right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'd rather do anything than uh, the one time, you know when that derecho is what they call it? Derecho? Derecho? I don't know exactly what you mean, I guess. It's that weird windstorm that's like hasn't been seen in like a hundred years. They have like a name for Mm. it. Uh, It tore through Iowa, destroyed like just a ton of property. Winds reached like hundreds of miles an hour. Um, Jeez. Yikes. A tiny little bit of that, like a tiny sliver hit Omaha for like an hour and I was mm-hmm. up on a structure when it first started doing that. So I was like 60, 70 feet up and the whole structure started like swaying really bad. And I had to like lean into the wind just to uh, uh. I was like, I was like, should I just like lay down and just like wait it out? Or should I like have my bucket truck? Cause the bucket truck is like extended 60 feet out and Ooh, it's swaying. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I yeah. want to do that. That looks like, the worst situation out of the two when your only escape is Ooh, like that all just sort of shit. sounds awful yeah no i don't like yeah. that at all hmm. all right now that made me wildly uncomfortable all right let's talk about what made me happy huh listener listeners like yeah let's let's move on from this uh geez uh i'm gonna steal a little bit of simeon's uh thing here i also built a puzzle this week, uh, my family bought like this weird Lego head puzzle. Very difficult uh, to put in because it's a lot of yellow. I imagine. And then, and then some of the Lego heads are pretty basic. Like it, it uses some pretty cool looking ones where you're like, oh yeah, that's like a really specific one that like only one dude has. And then you're like, ah, oh, it's like the you know normal two black dots smile face. Why are there three of him in this puzzle? That makes this very hard. Like you know. Um, so yeah, that was a fun puzzle to build. And uh, yeah, just sort of hung out at home, watched uh, watched the 1950s musical Annie Get Your Gun. Pretty oh, sick, you. pretty sick musical about Annie Oakley, Frank Butler, and uh, uh, Buffalo Bill. So that was just actually really, really, really good musical. I was highly impressed. Yeah. It's very funny, especially like an old 1950s movie. It was very fun to watch. It's so, yeah. weird about Buffalo Bill Cody. Uh, it's it's really weird how many states like tried to lay claim to his fame. Because he's like born in one, mm-hmm. spent most of his time in one, and then was like buried in another. But yeah, it's like Wyoming, Nebraska, and Colorado all have museums or like weird Buffalo mm. Bill Cody kind of things. I don't know. Sure, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, people like that. They're always like, oh, we have local legend XYZ, whoever here. Like pretty much all throughout the, uh, we call it the, um, what would it be the Louisiana purchase this area, but like any place like where Lewis and Clark went through, like at all, it's going to have some trails. It's going to have maybe a little museum or something. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we get it. They were all over this area. Yeah. We've got to try to act like we're special or anything right across the river in Iowa. There's a Lewis and Clark landing and it's just like a, a little walk around park thing. And it's like, yep. They were in this. They river. stopped here on their trip, and I'm like, "Yeah, they were on a trip for like months. They, they kind of had to stop, you know, every day. 
They also weren't particularly good at it at the beginning, so no. it took them a while to find somebody that could actually like show them, like, hey, going in circles is bad. So, uh, yeah, I would have done better is what I'm saying. Mm, nope, definitely wouldn't have. Not at the time, not with the stuff, not with the technology. They, they had at their disposal, I would say. Google Maybe. Maps was a thing back then. Sure it was, Simeon. Anyways, with that 12 minutes and 32 seconds of banner, let's go ahead and get on into, like, I don't know, Heroclix in this Heroclix podcast. Does that sound good, Simeon? Is that okay with you? Uh, yes, I will accept that. Do you want to tell me about any any uh, any vape tricks and or Witcher <laughs> things before we move on to the Heroclix part of the show? Well, I will I will say I just beat the uh, Hearts of Stone DLC for The Witcher 3. Oh, there it is. going to move on to Blood and Wine pretty soon. That's oh, an yeah. interesting adventure in wine country of and uh Oh yeah. It's gonna be right. some vampires, some uh, you know, politician stuff. All right. Well, uh difference between vampires and politicians, not a big one. Uh both blood sucking creatures. Anyways, <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I just waited. I just gave Simeon about 30 seconds there for me to say something clever. Let's talk about some hero clicks news. Almost got into a rabbit hole there. Glad we uh, glad we got out of there as quickly as we could. Future Foundation, ladies and gentlemen, the next HeroClix set uh, coming up. I'm going to start off with the more soft news, and that is uh, seeing the sculpts for the Fantastic Four. Uh, Future Foundation Fast Forces, the FFFFFF, if you will. I think that's pretty funny, honestly. Just find that hilarious. Uh, it's going to be Johnny Reed, Sue, and Thing, and then uh, Dr. Demon Spider-Man. Very cool. What we can tell from the cards, all the Fantastic Four slash you know, Future Foundation members all have regen some point in their dial, in their last click. Very cool. Uh, some of them have traits. Some of them don't. Uh, Thing is the only character in the Fast Forces with Indomitable based on the card. I think is very interesting, very funny. Um, they all have traits. Some have multiple traits. Yeah. Uh, but the cards, the pictures are so blurry. It's very difficult to tell what's yeah. going on here. Doom's the only one. So Doom has both Fantastic Four and Doom Team ability, which I think is why he doesn't have the secondary trait giving him some cool power. Um, but yeah, he's also... Uh, we Well, I guess we have no idea what the point cost is. so Or the dial information. So we really have no idea beyond just like what the fronts of the cards kind of look like we can see some of the powers but uh this doom looks very underpowered compared to the last starter set doom that we got yeah that's for sure that's for sure uh, but i think the more interesting like point of this fast forces is absolutely nothing i just actually want to talk about the dyson token pack uh, before we get to the back of the tokens, which has all the pogs, as we're more accustomed to believe nowadays, I just want to applaud WizKids for the dice. The dice look really cool. Instead of like the traditional pips, it's got the weird hexagonal uh, future foundation things, and it's got a little hexagon for each number. And I just like that's just really unique. Haven't seen that with any token packs, I don't think, with do little think, uh, with the pips being special. It's pretty cool. You, well, do you think that's the six or do you think that's the three? Because well, be why well, why yeah. wouldn't that be the three? What do you mean? <laughs> I would really hope it's not the three, but that's like the future foundation like triplicate symbol. Uh, because mm. 
at that point there was only three of the fantastic four so they had like the three little things um i'm just really hoping it's the three and that it's not the six so you don't have like three pips on like this the three side and then three pips on the six side so what I was thinking is I thought maybe that's not the logo for the dice because I can't really see the sides. I was sort of hoping that that's like, you know, on every single side. But if that's their logo, because I didn't know their logo it was just like three hexagons, um, then I'm less excited for these dice, actually. Not excited at all if that's what it is. I thought maybe on each side it would have a hexagon for each thing instead of like pips, you know? I thought they were tapping um, into some Stan Strakowski. Uh... Yeah, some actual like creativity for their yeah. dice for once. But if that's not the case, I don't <laughs> care about these dice at all. Wow. Dare egg you on my assume... uh, I Yeah, I have no idea. It could be the case. It would be amazing if it was. Um, but I, have no I, mean, I was giving them maybe a little too much credit, it would seem. All right. Uh, but these tokens, check them out. We have Latverian Peasants for two of the tokens. So that was for the Latverian Village map, which means there's probably not going to be a lot of bystanders in this set if they're making bystanders from the last set into it. Then we have the Turg. It's the little uh, moloid head on a plate uh, thing. It's got flight, special speed power, tiny size, and 17 toughness. One, uh, one damage, nine attack, and nine, nine speed. Pretty cool. And then the rest of them are the apes, the uh, you know the apes that the Santa Claus guy has, the red ghost. So top one, uh, Pietor, is a charge, super strength, 16 defense, invulnerability, 3 damage with nothing, 10, 10, 16, 3, no special combat symbols, no range. Uh, then Mikolo has a 8 with force blast, 11 attack with TK, 17 toughness, 2 damage with nothing with 6 range, pretty solid. And then Igor, uh, kind of a weird tie-up one, but also not a good tie-up one, sadly. Uh, has four range, nine speed leap climb, nine attack with nothing, 18 defense with super senses, two damage or shape change. But what makes them a bad tie up piece is they have a tiny size, yeah. very inconvenient. Um, and so no yeah, plasticity. So at least if they and had no tiny size with plasticity, it would give you like a minus one to break away, but instead yeah. it gives you a plus one because they don't have it. Yeah. Um, I'm very strange. Uh, very strange. Yeah. Little tokens. Decapitated moloid guy. I'm guessing his. Uh, special speed power involves something to do with not being able to carry, which will make him almost useless, in my opinion. It'll de it'll be dependent on what it does, I mean, but yeah. uh, he is tiny mm -hmm. already, so it's not like he's going to carry a whole lot either way. And then uh, moving on, we get to see a plethora of sculpts. I don't know when they started doing this thing where they just sort of like throw out a whole bunch of sculpts and then just sort of take a picture. Because, like, they never use necessarily the best sculpts in the set. And then based on the other times we've seen it, they don't even use all the sub-themes sometimes. So they just sort of, like, take one <laughs> big picture of, like, a couple of figures, like 10, 15 figures from the yeah. set. And then they, uh, then they have a bunch of smaller close-up pictures, which sucks about the close-up pictures is some of the figures that I actually care about are cut off in the close-up pictures. And so I got to zoom in my own normal computer here. Um, but, yeah. So let's sort of do small picture to small picture uh, here. So we're sort of a little left, a little left to right. We've got uh, we got Sue, I think. I don't know. In these big pictures, they sort of cut off the last two people. Uh, so we have Sue. We have a dude that's not Batman, but sort of looks like Batman. Simeon. Any clue who he is? Is he uh, is he like the Reaper guy? What's his face? Death Scythe Vision Villain Man. Or am I thinking of somebody else? It almost looks like it is, like the big. Picture. 
It's really hard to tell. Because, no. yeah. Uh, it could I don't be. know. Nighthawk doesn't wear that dark, I don't think. Uh, it's all, like, blue true, and yeah. red. And he wouldn't make sense for a Fantastic I guess Four set, anyhow. Um, could be a lot of things, to be honest. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. With that zoomed out um, picture that we have. But now we can move on to the zoom ones. We have a uh, we have a moloid girl. Uh, we have the mad thinker, awesome Andy, as seen again. We have a a version of she thing. This is the one where it's like an actual person inside of like a robot suit. She's a she's a pink haired lady. We can see the leech. We get to see a Mister Fantastic, but it's a scroll, big obvious scroll head. We get to see Vil or Val or I don't know something, another little weird kid. It's Franklin, a little weird kid, and Simeon. You wanna you wanna tell me who that last little uh, little weird kid is? Uh, Leech. So a little, uh, little bean. No, no, no. The one with the bean head. No, not Leech. Oh, we know oh, Leech. Okay, you're talking about the one that's sort of jumping there. Adolf Impossible. That's <laughs> who you're talking about? Yes. Uh, mm, yeah, it would seem from the Impossible family line. Uh, good old Adolf Impossible. Um, yeah, he's their uh, impossible man once created himself a wife and then had a son and named him Adolf Impossible. Mm. And uh, yeah, for some reason, he's I mean, he was in the Future Foundation for a short period of time. I don't think he is anymore. But um, while he was in the Future Foundation, uh, they all have like a number on their chest. Doesn't really apply to anything. It's like whatever number higher than four they are. And he used to wear the infinity symbol. Mm. So that's oh, okay. What his powers could be? What a quirky uh, old dude. Yeah, uh, something to do mm. with Impossible Man kind of powers because that's he's basically just an extension mm. of Impossible Man with a very strange uh, name. neat. Um, yeah, weird. Got, they went with Adolf so all things, but yeah, yeah. V and Wu are. Uh, brother and sister to the Uhari throne. I think they're Atlanteans. That's the little blue-headed kids. Um, most of the green-headed kids are Moloids. There's an Impossible Man kid and Leech. Who, oh. Of course, it's just a... So they're yellow-headed kids, really. Well, true. But yeah. 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 Alright. You want to tell me about this purple guy? This guy is just sort of flinging purple boogers around. I don't really know what's going yeah. on here. I'm not going to lie. That's good old. Kind of don't know who he is. Impossible man. No, uh, he's Molecule Man. Oh, uh, weird. Slightly okay. less impossible than Impossible Man. The very he's... Golden Age <laughs> version of Molecule Man. Yeah, yeah. he's got that classic green. Not Golden Age. That's whatever age came out. Yeah, silverish, very like seventies. Yeah. Kind of like costuming with like. Whenever his you know debut was, I guess. Hmm. So, I, uh, this is good. We needed a Molecule Man for a while. Yeah. And it'll be yeah. interesting to see yeah. if they do anything with him that counteracts the title character, Reed Richards. I imagine they will, so you yeah. can't just start this How do you guy. mean? Because uh, the way title character Reed Richards works is um, with his minus one ability. Uh, so, his minus... Okay. What is it? Um, let me let me get this correct here. So his minus uh, or plus one ability. Sorry, his plus one is outwit, perplex, blah blah blah. Doesn't really matter. Uh, his plus zero ability is to generate a bystander by the name of Molecule Man, 
and then his minus one is free if Reed Richards, fixer of the universe, is adjacent to Molecule Man. Roll a d6, deal that much unavoidable damage to the lowest point character on your opponent's force. You choose if there's mm. a tie. So, great way to get rid of mm. Colossal Retaliators without leaving your own starting area. Uh, that's why I think this guy probably will have some sort of caveat, or maybe, I don't know, he'll have some way to get around this. Otherwise, well, basically, your Reed Richards could plus one in your starting area, turn two, minus one, and just delete a low point character off your opponent's force. Oof. Yeah, because normally you have to spit out the Molecule Man Pog, and he can only live if he is in a starting area. And you have to be all the way in your opponent's starting area to even yes, make him, right? Something to make like him, you have to be in your opponent's yeah. starting area. Um, that's why yeah. having So this takes a lot of risk away from that. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. Depending on his point mm. value, it might, I mean, it could very well just be like they allow it. Um, there's also bystander generation. So this combo does nothing if your opponent's playing like a Mary mm. Jane and they spit out a paparazzi. And then it's like, go ahead, kill one of my paparazzis. I that's do true. not care. Or Krakoa mm. Revival. Like, yeah, there's I suppose of, so. There's a lot that of, is like, kind of interesting. See that that sort of, that sort of could have been like an oversight, but maybe they themselves was because like ah, you know, not really. It's really not that bad. So we're just gonna sort of leave it, you know, because it, it could be bad. But yeah, like you said, with bystanders and everything, and you know, he's not a title character because he has a silver ring. They don't really need those, you know, because it's already right. sort of apparent in their rules. So like, yeah, huh? That is interesting. Well, that's cool. Next, uh, next slide of figures here. We get to see uh, we get to see some cool stuff actually. We get to see a Doctor Doom on the timetable or whatever that's supposed to be. We get to see the timetable uh, object, and we can tell based on this Doctor Doom and the Doctor Doom thing, they have these lighter green uh, kind of whatever bases, doomy and color. they're chases. Yeah, they're Doomy colors and they're chases. So the uh, the f the f the platform. Oh, it's just called Time Platform. There we go. So the Time Platform is going to be a chase object for this chase Doctor Doom. We also see now I'm more excited for this than a lot of other people. We see a human torch. We see the person with the dude in the head. We see a Spider-Man. Who cares? Um, Doom chases. Awesome. The colors coming back. I really, really love. We've talked about this before. They feel like chases. They sort of feel weird and out of place in like a game for some reason. Like it's like, oh, red base. But they stand out as chases. I like that. I like that color coming back. I want that color to be back. Simeon, are you happy? about these chase bases hopefully coming back being a more consistent thing uh throughout the game yeah absolutely i i really missed it when especially when the chase has or when the chase theme is like a true theme like adw didn't mm. really see like a true theme people were like is it like the most powerful versions of like these guys is it this is it that but like avengers infinity was like a definitive chase theme there you had uh, Thor, like Odinson, um, God of whatever. I don't, I don't remember. You had Old King Thor, I guess it was. You had Hulk from the end. You had Iron Man in like this big, powerful Iron Man armor. You had Hawkeye, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. giant man for some reason. Uh, Goliath, I guess. Um, you had Asgardian Black Widow. You had like just really powerful versions of the Avengers, with the exception of Hawkeye, which was kind of like a goof 'em up character. Um, 
but it was cool to have those like translucent red bases. It was cool, and AI brought them back with like the speckly kind of clear black bases. Yeah, that was really cool. That was to, cool. Like if you were ever gonna field a full team of chases, it's just really cool. It also makes it more interesting when you're like shelving these pieces, um, like way mm -hmm. down the road or whatever. When you're no longer using them and you just add some nice color. Oh yeah, uh, the Phoenix Five is still one of my favorite chase sets because. One, they've got all the translucent effect, but then also their bases are all like just really cool to like look at um, when they're sitting there. Um, you don't have to like pry them off their base to have like a cool looking figure. You've got this cool looking base effect. That being said, this is one of like the more boring and bland kind of colors they could have picked, uh, but it does match Doom's like colors. So I can't complain. It's just, it would have been cool to get like more. Uh, not necessarily translucent effect, but just some sort of like flavor to it, I guess would have been my only mm, yeah. for it. I guess I'm just kind of cool with the, uh, the color dials on chase is coming back. So uh, moving on, we get to see the, uh, I believe that is alchemists fire or something. I don't know. We get to see some potions for Diablo, some of Diablo's potions, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. the potion for Diablo, Diablo's potion. Uh, and then this is probably what I'm most excited about in this entire like picture. Yeah, no, good reference, right? Yeah, um, but the emotional modifier for Psycho Man is coming back. We haven't gotten one since uh, Secret Invasion. Um, now, I don't know Psycho Man from like any normal storyline. I more I know him from the uh frightful sorry not frightful four the fearful four howard the duck fear itself storyline where he makes uh his version of the fantastic four the fearful four uh with him nighthawk she hulk and frankenstein's monster they fight psycho man and also they fight weird versions of the spider-man ghost rider wolverine um hulk fantastic four in that in that storyline they also fight man thing because man thing's going crazy but like I'm so excited uh, to get Psycho Man in this uh, just as a character because it's been so long, but also because hopefully that means those characters are going to be in the storyline. Like, I really, really hope those characters in the storyline so bad, um, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to hold my breath. I want them to be in the set. I really want them to be in the set, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Perfect set. You missed them in the last one. This is the perfect set to get that version of the uh, Fearful Four. They'll make me so happy. Um, next up, next picture, we have um, Puppet Master. We get to see his full sculpt now. He's got his puppets. This is cool. Yeah, so um, nice we get to see Ant-Man. Yeah, he's got some good-looking eyebrows. Uh, yeah. We see an Ant-Man for Scott, whatever reason. He's got Scott a big four on his chest. So, yeah, he was part of the uh, Fantastic Four when it was the pink-haired girl in, like, the Thing suit. Uh, She-Hulk yeah. and... The other guy, I can't remember the the third one, but yeah, those three or four. When mm. they took over for the Fantastic Four for a, a tiny spell, um, that was the Scott Lang dude. Good stuff. We get to see uh, Utah the Watcher. Now we haven't seen Utah Uwe too, however you say it. Uh, we haven't seen him since Galactic Guardians as a two by two figure, and now we get to see him as a standard character. He's giant size. He's got twelve range. No special combat symbols besides that. Probably has power cosmic. He's a super rare. Um, he, I don't think he has a number by his base. The only reason I want him to be or have a prime version is if we can get an Earth X version of Uatu. That would be really awesome. Um, 
I would really, really, really enjoy that. Uh, we did get some EarthX figures in the last Fantastic Four set. So if they want to keep throwing me some nickel and dime EarthX figures, I'm totally okay with it um, just to fill out that storyline. So I don't think this dude's going to be a prime. There might just totally be another version. There's a bunch of weird versions of the Watcher um, that are like different Watchers. There's like the one that's like a big Deadpool fan, which is kind of just sad. Um, there's like some <laughs> other versions of like the Watcher. So I would really, I would really love an Earth X version of the Watcher because he's like a big antagonist, like really in that story. Um, we also get to see the thing. We get to see the nut kicker, uh, Bentley, something or other, little Fantastic Four kid. Uh, we get to see the full red ghost sculpt. And there's sort of not much else. Sort of weird. They sort of shuffled around stuff in the background of that picture. Like they sort of put Doctor Doom. Yeah, it doesn't really match the up how it was weird. in like the big image. Yeah. It's weird. The big one, yeah. I will but say yeah, so that's uh, it's all the scope. In the, in the previous image, um, it looks like a rare uh, Human Torch. Um, that particular version of the Human Torch is like the return of the Human Torch. So his arm is like covered in weird like tendrily stuff. That is the, the human torch that has the uh, cosmic control rod. So whether that'll be a returning object, I'm not sure. But um, he returns from like the negative zone with Annihilus on a leash. So we already got an Annihilus in the last set. It'll be interesting to see if we have another one in this one. But it's a not like I'm not going to say like crazy more powerful human torch. But it is like a yeah. big moment in comics, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that guy, especially for a rare. Um, and then, yeah, return of chase objects. So that's... Mm. I don't think about that, but yeah, I guess they are chase objects, huh? Yeah. One of them is, for sure. Um, not terrible. Yeah. Not terrible, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I think one or two chase the, uh... objects is fine. Shouldn't oh, be a chase theme, though. I'm That'd be ridiculous. With, uh, yeah, I'm fine with chase objects. Um, I was fine with like the mighty Thor not like being able to get them because they were high priced or whatever. Um, and then people that yeah. can get them can sell them for. I didn't hate it. But it's just yeah. I mean, you get the right chase object, them. make some bank, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, we also get um, but to see all right. the back of the booster. Sometimes the object, that's the character, I guess. Oh yeah, we do get to see the booster packaging, but it's not really anything new, so I didn't really care to share it, to be honest with you. Well, like the on the back Twitter is, anyway. Um, like prime. Oh, that's right. The dude. back is something new. So that's what they normally reserve for, like a chase or some of the chases. And so they've got a primal ish mm -hmm. doom in like a you know uh, loincloth and a spear with like a headband and then in the background they've got different variations of doom throughout the years there's one like yeah. a viking helmet so it'll be interesting to see which dooms they actually give us um i don't remember what doom came with uh what storyline it was oh it's it's impossible for me to remember now but um there was basically this like threat that was like on the cosmic level, and when Doom first Ooh, a cosmic to... level threat <laughs> yeah. that never happens. Yeah, it, when Doom first like faced off against him, he like tossed Doom like back into like the the very beginnings of Earth or whatever, and so like Doom survived mm. in like the very beginnings of Earth and survived so long off of his own magic and like the like Earth and like whatever 
that he became like a disciple to this guy. And I cannot for the life of me remember the name of him, but he was like pretty important mm. for a little bit in comics. But Doom, like, he tosses Doom back in time. Doom slowly works his way up through like this guy's graces without him knowing that it's Doom. He like changes his name and stuff and becomes like a disciple to this guy's cult. And then in like the here and now, like after Doom got tossed back in time, like the Fantastic Four is facing off against this guy and the guy's disciple like just like reveals himself. He's like, aha, it's me, Doom, the whole time. I survived like huh. 12 million years to have my revenge. Uh, it's pretty fun though. Hopefully we get that version. Weird. Weird, but I kind of like that. I kind of dig that. That's funny. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, I think that sort of wraps up news. I'm going to end us off on this really weird thing. If you guys pay attention to the WizKids YouTube channel, like I try to do, because, you know, got to get those screenshots in as early as you can, just because that's just sort of the way Clicks is. Uh, they had a live stream this last week, which was, it's you know it was very honest with its title it's uh games we think hero clicks players would like or something like that so they did a live stream a week before this and one of the first comments was like there was some funny back and forth actually one of the first comments was like hey any hero clicks news and like the girl on the live stream was like nope i'm just doing board games that's sort of all they pay me to do here at WizKids." kids and i'm like yeah it's fine um and so yeah and then this one was all about games Heroclix players would like. And really, it's just, hey, we said Heroclix in the title. Now you're going to watch the live stream hoping <laughs> for some Heroclix. Yeah. But really, uh, we're just going to talk about board games we also want you to buy. And they're not related to Heroclix like at all. Like, not in the slightest, except for one of them. Um, but you already knew about that one. You decided it sucked. So they talked about some weird... Uh, they talked about a couple of card games. I don't like playing deck building games. You know, she said something like, oh, it's just like building your Heroclix team or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I do like building Heroclix teams, uh, but this is different. Deck building games suck. Um, so, like, I wasn't sold on that one. The other one was some, like, weird fighting game that was also a card game. And I'm like, yeah, but card games suck. Um, and then she, like, went on to do show, like, a few years ago or, like, a year or two ago, there was... Gosh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like Strike Teams or something. And it was just a bunch of resculpted Civil War and Nick Fury Agents of Shield like sculpts. Um, and it was sort of like a you know Avengers versus Hydra type deal, Shield versus Hydra. And it's on Heroclix bases. They have switch clicks. Or maybe they don't have switch clicks. I don't even know. But they they don't work for the Heroclix game. It's sort of like the Justice League strategy game where it's like, oh, it's it's also a game. Um, but then they're also hero clicks, so that's cool. But these weren't also hero clicks, so it's like, ah, so there's no point in me getting this game. Tried to sell us on that, and we're like, yeah, cool. Um, but we're hero clicks fans, so we really only care about hero clicks. And I even own one of the other WizKids games, which is like fine. Their games aren't really knocking it out of the park, crazy cool games that you that you'll see in a normal game group. You know, like, oh, it's time to go play some Smash City. You know, big fan of Smash City from WizKids. You know. So it's really it was just a live stream trying to sell it to Heroclix players specifically. Uh, I sort of feel bad for the lady in charge of that. Just sort of like she probably just wants to talk about board games. I would have bought and, Smash you know, City, but the like yeah. the non booster pack or whatever, like, the non like add on price, like the standard game price for Smash mm -hmm. City was like eighty bucks. And I was like, You have to be crazy yeah. to think I'm gonna throw roll. a dice. 
cardboard big dice at cardboard cutouts for $80. Uh, Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not down to pay that much. Uh, I don't know. It seems pretty tempting. (laughs) One thing I will say I really like from WizKids, just to like, to give them a little credit, uh, say like some cool stuff. Their uh, warlock tiles or I, I think that's what they call them, the warlock tiles, mm. where you can build your own like yeah, maps yeah. and dungeons. Those are really cool. Um, it's sad that they're so expensive. I understand why they're so expensive, but I really wish I could build like a full HeroClix map for I don't know, like sixty bucks. Sadly, it's closer to like a hundred and twenty to make mm. like a, a HeroClix size. Yeah. Map. And it'd be closer to like 240 if I wanted to make it like a really cool map. But the Warlock tiles are a really cool thing. They've got like their own little doors and stuff in like rooms. So you can build your own maps. But uh, yeah, it's it's something that I'm only going to do like every now and then. Because man, it's quite expensive to to just buy every new Warlock mm-hmm. tile set that comes out. That would kind of be a lot, but they are really cool looking. I will agree with you there. And obviously they're, they're meant for D and D. So like there's sort of a, a more D and D price point on them, less so a hero clicks. Like you kind of want to build like a hero scape map type of deal with these things. And that would just be kind of super expensive. Um, but yeah, no, those are pretty cool. You know, sort of speaking in that same realm, not really hero clicks related guys. Sorry. It's sort of about the company, but we can probably make it hero clicks related. Uh, they they got the rights to Critical Role this week. Now I'm not a fan of Critical Role. I don't really get it, but uh, I'm glad other people enjoy it. I'm glad they're happy enjoying it. I personally am a big fan of the McElroy family. I think they're way more interesting to listen to, and it's not normal D and D. And I just can't stand the fantasy world of all the fantasy BS that D and D is. Just really kind of hate it. Just really <laughs> don't care for it all. Oh, you're like a magic guy, right? This is just sort of like Lord of the Rings, the board game. Oh yeah, cool. I hate it. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so they've got the rights to Critical Role now. Uh, they've had the rights to make D&D related stuff for a while, if there even are rights. Don't know really how that works. But I know Critical Role does have rights because they're making action figures and Funko Pops and all this other jazz. So uh, their first set of Critical Role stuff is sort of like monsters and then some side characters. It's not like the main people from Critical Role. There's like a blue lady and there's like, you know, it's Matt Mercer. I don't think he's actually a player. Anyways, um, there's like stuff like that. And Crit- I see, I don't know anything about it because it sucks and I hate it. Um, if you play D&D, you're a loser. Uh, anyways, so now that I've alienated several of our listeners, what do you think, Simeon? Think we're going to get Critical Role hero clicks? What do you, what do you think it's going to happen with this property? I really wish we would. I mean, so D&D is something that WizKids already does like miniatures for. Um, they're coming yeah. out with some uh, skeleton dragons and like some other cool miniatures that are like pretty big, but they already make like pre painted ones and they make uh, like take home and paint kind of style ones. So that like if you go into a game shop that has hero clicks, you probably could look around and also find their unpainted D and D miniatures. And I really like them. Uh, the price point isn't like right now, the price point isn't something that I'm willing to do because I already have a ton of extra miniatures. If I was somebody starting out, maybe I'd grab a couple. Um, mm-hmm. Hero Forge is like another really awesome way if you're new to D&D and you want to make a like if you're running like a bard cleric or you're doing like a monk build or something. 
where you can't just like easily i mean if you're doing a monk build then like iron fist works for it but if you're if you're doing like some sort of build that is a little bit different than normal uh hero forge is like awesome you like it's like a one-time purchase it's a little stout for a single figure but as far as like if that's your main D and D character that you're going to be using for an entire campaign, it's worth it. Um, I'd really like WizKids mm. to just literally just slap dials on their D and D figures that they already make. So all they have to do, they already come on bases. They literally just have to put little tabs that click into a dial and then include the dial with the base. Mm-hmm. And if you're in it for D and D, then you just have your like figure. And it doesn't like have to click into the dial at all. It just sits there and it's pretty. And if you're into hero clicks, you can click it on the dial, and then all of a sudden you've got a figure that's like you know custom painted or whatever. Um, I like it. I to be honest, like D and D is way more fun for me than hero clicks usually is. There's not really any competitive aspect to D and D. It's a cooperative usually kind of game thing. Um, and you just have a lot of laughs because you're just playing goofy characters or whatever you, I mean, you can take it oh, seriously sure. if you're a weirdo, but, uh, who takes D and D seriously? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy role playing. I really enjoy coming up with like a character that I think is different from myself and try and aspire to be that person while I'm playing them. And then, uh, mm. not being that person when I'm not playing them. Um, but right. as far as. Yeah, as far as them acquiring the title, my only hope is, as for all D&D properties that they mess with, is that they just attach dials or have dials that you can attach them to because it costs them... That's really all we need. It costs them literally nothing else. Like, I mean, maybe like an extra like 20 cents per figure. And then, I mean, who's going to even notice that at the checkout line? You know, you're like buying your D&D figures and your total comes out to like 120 and you're like, whoa, I thought it was going to be 118 43. And they're like, Oh yeah, sorry. They started including these dials. Like nobody's going to complain and it's not going to cost whiz kids anything. Yeah, really. not really. I think it's a good option, but that's my, <laughs> my, one my problem is it. Yeah. My only curiosity is whether or not it's the people behind Dungeons and dragons. That's not allowing them to make it. Cause it's sort of like, not really, but an opposing miniatures game, quote unquote. But uh, I don't think that's it because there's also Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is very much a D&D thing. And that's not D&D. And it's a miniatures game, not really a miniatures game, but whatever. It's a board game with minis. And you're like, well, that's a game that's not Dungeons and Dragons that people can play that's sort of like Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like, hey, why don't you let us make this game that's not Dungeons and Dragons that people can play that's sort of Dungeons and Dragons, you know? But I don't know. It might be a problem. Who really knows? That's WizKids. We might never get D&D Hero Clicks. I would honestly like them. As much as I feel like it may sound like I was ragging on them, I would absolutely love D&D Hero Clicks. It's great. But I've just never been in a campaign where I didn't sit down from somebody who I thought was incredibly cringy and be like, man, I'd hate to spend eight hours with you again <laughs> for multiple sessions for like multiple weeks and months. Oh, boy, you're just you're just the worst. Yeah. Wow. You need a, Anyways, or you need a dungeon master that's equal parts like entertaining and good at improvisation because oh no dungeon master is great i'm talking about the players some of these players i was like wow cool i don't like you that much i thought i did (laughs) i really thought i liked hanging out with you 
but this is awful. This is literally torture. Mm, I hate this. So that's me. Yeah, yeah that's Fun. me whenever I play. I'm like, I'm, I'm oh, a I true bet. chaotic bard, and I'm just going to whip you for no reason. And they're like, why? Mm. And I'm just like, no reason. Cringy. I'm can we advance neutral. the plot, please? You can can't we, uh, understand can my my inner workings of my Jeez. brain. That is the the yeah. beauty of chaotic neutral. And then I just whip you, and you're like, stop. All right, cool. Stop it. We've really we've not let's stop talking about whipping, huh? Let's just move on in the show. That's what yeah. I'm kind of at right now. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into community. There are dozens of us. Uh, we got a few emails here. We got some Malcolm Rush questions. We got some uh, questions from listener Elliot. This is a big fan. I says, hello, gentlemen. Hmm. Already starting off on way better of a note than I'm used to. Uh, he's been listening for about a year now. Love the podcast and the Thursday games. I know you have a love-hate relationship a relationship with HC Realms, but I posted this a little while ago. Thought you might be interested. And maybe you've already seen it in the past. Not sure. But either way, if you guys are hilarious, and thanks for always making car rides way less boring. We don't make them enjoyable, Simeon. No, no, no. We yeah. only make them less boring. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Elliot. I'm just busting you a little bit, man. I'm just joking. Uh, so yes, we have. He has a thread, right? Uh, he he sends us to an HC Realms thread that he made a little while back here, October 27th in 2020. Um, and it's not that we like missed it or like we saw it and we like we're like ah nah, we're not gonna do a thread dead redemption on that or anything. It's honestly because we don't really like scan the threads in HC Realms. If it's something like just sort of pops up at the bottom of the page, we're like oh that's neat. Then we might, you know, sometimes we do a little bit of scanning and searching, but normally it's not a lot of active stuff. It's sort of like, a, ah, this sort of stood out this week, you know? So that's, that's really all that it is. So we weren't like watching your, like, looked at your third and be like, yeah, it's trash. And we just like throw it away in our non, our internet waste bin here. No, it's just, we don't really pay that much attention to it. Anyways. Uh, so let's do let's do a little, little impromptu Thread Dead Redemption, shall we? Friend, I just wanted to play. Now, firstly, we ain't friends. Don't make no mistake on that subject. Now, secondly, he can't hardly see, let alone reason. Now, reasoning ain't never been one of my strong points, neither, but seeing I do just fine. Uh, thread reads, it's by uh, KCGL. No idea what that could possibly stand for. Anyways... Uh, the thread reads, uh, playing even games. I've been playing clicks for about 20 years. Well, that's just false. Sorry, I, I hate to call you out like this, but that's just a lie. I mean, unless you've been playing since before the game existed, you've definitely been playing clicks for uh, for 19 years. Or around, I don't know, 18-ish years. Anyways, uh, and though I love it. Yeah, huh? Said he's rounding up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's round. I'm rounding up. Sure, sure. Um I just want to give the same heat to this guy, even though he's a good listener to the show, <laughs> that we sort of give to every other thread oh, yeah, person yeah. on here. I just want to be fair, you know, equality and all that jazz. Uh, anyways. Reputation points while you're... While that's you're right. Make sure you really grill him about his reputation points. The game has always seemed to have the same problem. Balancing. Oh, you're telling me. Uh, we always have the most fun when we play games that are evenly matched as possible. Therefore, myself and the people I play with created this tier system to help balance out the play. Obviously, this doesn't work for every single matchup slash game. However, uh, we have found that overall, it's a pretty good system. Also, I would state that this tier list is generally uh, needs to be rearranged slightly with the introduction of each new set. But I hope this uh, helps some people enjoy the game a little more or at least help them to create their own system and enjoy the game even more. So He's gonna go through some some tiers. Uh, each tier is just sort of full of of teams. So it's S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, 
and D tier teams. They're all named keywords. And it's basically him saying, if you play a named theme team of this style, and I'll just assume that all of his events have to be named theme teams to make it easy. I says, if you play a named theme team that has, it's like this keyword, that's instantly a B tier team. And this week we're only allowing D tier teams or something. And I really like this idea. So I'm going to keep reading. Uh, it says rules when choosing a team, use of any one kingdom come, Power Cosmic Quintessence or Cosmic Energy Click automatically bumps your team up one tier. So let's say you're building a Batch Rocks Brigade theme team. It's all the way down in D tier. Somehow there's a Power Cosmic figure. I guess I guess Jakar. Um, that'll bump it up to a C tier team. Interesting. Uh, anyways. Uh, I so find it strange blah, 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 blah. that Batch Rocks Brigade is so low. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Nope. Nope. It's definitely D tier for sure. Who do they have that's going to do anything? I mean, Batrock's good, sure, yeah, but like it's him. Unpool, your other heavy game. hitter. <laughs> like, anyways, but he says a use of two bumps your team up to S tier. That's where it sort of gets a little tricky, right? It starts to get messy here, but let's just keep going. Uh, must play each team as the highest ranking keyword that entire team shares. So let's sort of say you sort of have like an Avengers team, but they're also all like, I don't know marvel knights or something you can't say it's a marvel knights theme team and try to be a tricky little tricky dicky here and sort of work around no 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 sir that's a b-tier team that's an avengers team right there um okay then it says your sideline must share your selected team's keyword so that just sort of gets rid of you know you can use id cards sure i guess but got to share the keyword uh you can use trouble alerts blah 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 they got to share the keyword i think that's fine and then he names off some very specific figures here so he says use of any of the following list them all off, uh, will increase your team a single tier and use of two of them will instantly bump them to an S tier team. So I could read all of these. It's sort of like a lot. Most of them are just kind of competitive pieces. So like Punisher War Machine, um, Nimrod, the Chase Black Widow, uh, Chase Lex Luthor, Chase Juggernaut, uh, the Apocalypse Onslaught. Yeah. Stealth Sentinel, Franklin Von Doom, uh, a lot of these, uh, personally, he has some golden age picks in there. So I don't know if this is meant to only be modern age and it just sort of like, oh, this stuff rotated out, but I'm just leaving it on here with like Immortal Hulk. Um, I personally don't think the normal war machine from Captain America should be on there. Like, yeah, he is good. <laughs> um, neither should like Thor, the chase Thor from Captain America. I don't really think that deserves to be on there. Like, yeah, he is like good, but like he's not nutty. Let's calm down there. Which Thor is uh, that but everything else from AI or is that see this no zero seventy this reads to me like a list so like if he has implemented this let's say he's a judge at like a local venue and he's implemented sure, sure, this sure. list at his local venue this reads to me more of a list as um, things that he's come across where it just like dominated the field for their like probably casual night you know. Um, like Apocalypse 059B probably hasn't hit a casual night yet, but maybe. Uh, maybe that's just something he just like threw in because it's new. Um, honestly, in Golden Age games, any new super rares are probably going to do a lot better than most older figures. But yeah, like, it reads a lot more to me like uh, someone that's kept an eye on competitive because there's a lot of competitive stuff here. But also, there's some things here that it's just like, this seems to break X theme team. Like, 
Exodus isn't amazing on his own. He is, I mean, Exodus is pretty decent on his own. He's not amazing on his own, but on this particular theme team that he can fit on, he like would bump that team up to an S tier. So I feel like, yeah, yeah it's, it's been yes. like cultured over uh, some casual play kind of stuff is my take. Right. So I do like this idea. I think he's missing, if he's playing Golden Age, he's missing a ton of figures. He should go ahead, look at the Majestic's ban list, add those to all of it. Um, stuff like that. Figures that have ban lists for sure. Uh, then there's all obviously figures like Surtur, Magog, uh, Mangog, I mean, not the dude from Kingdom Come, um, you know, Unimind, etc. If he's playing Golden Age, that is, that definitely need to increase a tier, like 100%. If you don't think Unimind's a problem, you got to bump him. Um, but yeah, this is probably, like you said, figures that he'd noticed were really messing with like the um i don't know the, the district meta of the area i suppose right that makes sense yeah um, he doesn't have eternals so, as a keyword so it's it doesn't possible that but eternals just... isn't the best part of the keyword he does have cosmic in here, <laughs> yeah, which makes sense right like no one cared about yeah, eternals you as would a bump up to cosmic, cosmic. Yeah. yeah so he labels some s tier teams um that's where he just says Instantly, if they have Kingdom Come, Power Cosmic, Quintessence, Cosmic Energy, uh, multiples, all, you know, instantly, S tier, fine. I think it's fine. Uh, that all makes sense. B tier, uh, oh, sorry, A tier teams are just B tiers that have a single tier jump clicks. And obviously, if they have two of them, they instantly bump up to S tier. I think that is fine as well. The biggest part, so I think all this is fine. The only thing I had a criticism for was like the certain figures that he said would jump tiers. I think he needs to add quite a few more to that. He also needs to specify based on set, you know, for characters like Exodus and like whatever, like we, we know there's only like one of him, sure. Um, but like you need to specify based on set because if you go back far enough, now this could only be his modern age thing, but he has enough golden age stuff in there, which sort of makes me worry. But anyways, B tier teams. This is where it gets a little weird. I don't think so. Like there's some certain ones, you know, Latveria, Frightful Four, X-Men, Avengers, whatever. Those are all totally, if we consider it being B tier. Um, some of these Fawcett City, uh, Trinity, Codex. Champions. Oh, oh Codex. Never mind. Yeah, new like gods. Champions. When was the last time um, we some got any just, new like, gods? I don't think, yeah. It's ugh, been a hot minute. Were there any in Batman? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe Rebirth. I don't even. I don't know who the new gods are, bro. I can't tell you. Um, so uh, Orion, which is a KC figure, and then the last um, the one Dark is Knight. Big Bard and Dark Side from Justice League Unlimited. Okay, so somewhat recently, but yeah. not like the new gods you, you think of normally. To, yeah, you wouldn't be able to build so, like, a full team. I mean, those would already like so, Dark Side would yeah. hit quintessence. Um, Big Barda, I think. That's true. That's true. She doesn't have a quintessence or anything like that, but yeah, you'd hit like a lot of like other things if you're building with that. Um. So yeah, I just think this is where it sort of starts to not really fall apart, but like if it's more for your area, that's fine and other areas can change it. Uh, but the way I see it, Guardians of the Galaxy has never been a B-tier team uh, to me. I get that they can all be like outwit proof or whatever if you play them on an AI like style Guardians team, but they're so bad. The Guardians aren't that good of a keyword, you know? Uh, C-tier, this is what really gets me. Um, I think any keyword that, uh, that appears in modern age as a modern age meta 300 modern team, 
uh, should actually be in B tier. You have uh, Hellfire Club and Brotherhood of Mutants should definitely be in B tier based on like the modern meta stuff. Honestly, that's another thing. You left out Jason Wingard, Tri-Sentinel. You left out all the retail actually in your bumping up stuff. And to me, unless you have something in your local like world that's like, hey guys, don't play retail. Don't be jerks. Just don't, huh? You know, I think you should definitely put that on bumping it up a tier. So in C tier, he's got some ones where I'm like, sure, that's C tier. Um, shield, aim, and humans. Like obviously some of these just aren't on the same level of like not as good as some of them are not as good, right? Like seven soldiers of victory you know not amazing yeah. star jammers well, uh he's got, atlantis. he's got atlantis listed as c tier and atlantis being one of the few named keywords that is cross uh universe uh compatible um golden going into golden age like atlantis is like one of like the most powerful uh at least in the casual sense uh, keywords. I mean, of course, like golden age competitive, like super meta stuff is completely different, but a Atlantis team that can plant you on a fully flooded map and then have like bonuses to dolphin and bonuses to like water and, uh, damage you from like, you know, anywhere kind of things. There's a lot of stuff that yeah. the Atlantis theme team can do that is pretty crazy. And really we've only gotten boost to it through namor uh, as of late but like even then those small boosts that like namor brings are pretty decent um i'd almost yeah. bump that up to like b tier as far as i mean if you're gonna put uh minions of doom in b tier i feel like atlantis could compete too. with that um all right and then let's sort of go on to by the way he put uh I can't remember the dude's name on HC Realms. Wakanda fan or something. Uh, he put Wakanda, the best keyword in uh, in C tier. He's going to be upset about that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, though, Simeon. Yeah. Uh, D tier. Now, D tier is where it gets the most offensive. Most offensive to me. Um, Alpha Flight? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, 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 whoa, sure. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Batman whoa, Enemy? Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Titan, Squadron Supreme? Sure, sure. Legion of Doom and Injustice League and D tier, bro? That's hurtful. Let's go back um, to Alpha Flight here. Um, Runaways? So they have, they've only been fully made in Wolverine. Bro, the they're bad. Don't, don't be an and Alpha I, Flight stand <laughs> right now, dude. Don't. don't. Invincible Iron Man plus Wolverine and the X-Men <laughs> makes a very solid Alpha Flight team. No, it doesn't no. hit on any of his power cosmic like other stuff. But let's just let's just uh, negate the fact that you don't have to play like North Star and. Please don't lie to yourself like this, man. Mm. Please don't. Don't. Solid C tier. Oh no! Ah uh, no! Alpha, I'm bumping no, Alpha Flight a single tier. Uh, no. You know what, Calder? There is a single tier that I have. Gosh, in the C tier. That was actually that was actually a little clever. All right. Was it though? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like like I mentioned, Battle World uh, and then Batrox Brigade definitely belong in D tier. Uh, I love both those keywords to death, and even I'm like aware, like yeah, they're terrible. Now, Heroes for Hire didn't always used to be bad. It used to be the go-to amazing keyword. So I'm a little upset about that being in D tier, especially if we're playing with the. Uh, golden age um, ATAs. ATAs yeah yeah but without ATAs then yeah sure D tier is fine so I just sort of think by the way you put Modox 11 above 
above the Legion of Doom and all these other D tier ones. That's come on. What else does Modox 11 have besides the new spot? That's so good. That's so good. It needs to be a tier above the worst stuff. Let's come on. Admit to ourselves. Um, I also see there's no <laughs> WWE keyword. That bothers me a little bit. Not going to lie. Um, I guess they just don't play WWE down there. I would think WWE is a solid C tier, if not B tier, just for how good the trade is. I would the, say, the, yeah, I would say like right? WWE sure. tier would be in my list of uh, use any one of these like team ability kind of things. Where if you have a full WWE <laughs> team, like it doesn't matter what your Kingdom Come stuff does, uh, WWE team's gonna just like completely run them down because if you can't shoot at them, yeah. They get like close to you, your whole rollout on like a five through six or whatever isn't going to matter from range. There's a lot of stuff that like the WWE team is just going to run completely over, um, at least mm -hmm. in the offset. I, I wouldn't put it above B tier, but I feel like if you're putting new gods, warrior, champions, uh, that kind of stuff in B tier, then yeah, WWE's solid B. Definitely. But yeah, that's sort of, that's the thread. I think it's an interesting thing. And I was just talking about this uh, with Kevin, listener of the show earlier, about our Prince tournament. Um, just sort of hoping that people wouldn't play as meta as they could. And they did. You know, it makes sense. I get it. There's a prize on the line, whatever. But you just sort of want, you know, that casual, fun, hero clicks feeling where it's like, hey, guys, I don't know how to say it, but like, can we just sort of play to have fun, play some wacky teams? Let's not go nuts. And that's why I think it's good to have a couple of D-tier knights and C-tier knights. So I like this idea. It's obviously a lot of organization. It's a lot of like double checking when people come into the venue, making sure their teams are D-tier, a lot of like cross-reference stuff you got to do. But I, I genuinely really enjoy this idea. I think it needs to be refined for each uh, area you're in. Obviously, he clearly doesn't have a Jason Wingard, Vulture, Batman Prime problem because it's not on his needs to be jumped up a tier right like it's just not a problem they have so they just don't have those figures there right so stuff like that i get it um for my area we'd have to ban like every not ban but you know have to make every of those every single possibly competitive figure would have to be on that list otherwise someone is going to play them on the venue they always find yeah well it's, well, it's not oh boy here we go no, he's, the <laughs> he's the judge he doesn't play yeah um well, he does play sometimes. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I like you know, I like this idea. I think more venues should try it out and be like, hey, guys, we're doing a casual night. That specifically means these theme teams, these whatever. Here's the part where it gets messy. Uh, we have a lot of kids that normally show up to our venue. They just don't have a lot of figures. And that's what's tough when I, when I try to make up fun scenarios for us to do. Um, they always say like, hey, man, we don't have that many figures. We can't do stuff like this. We don't have we haven't been playing for seven, eight, 20 years. Right. Uh, the impossible 20 years. <laughs> we haven't been playing for that long. So like we just don't have I can't make a Young Justice or Howling Commandos theme team. To be fair, in the D tier, there is some newer stuff. I get it. Um, but yeah, we just don't have access to a lot of these figures. That's the only part where it's like a slight flaw in the system. And you could say, oh, just loan it to them. I really don't want to give these little freaking kids my Heroclix figures. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, it's just, I've seen <laughs> well, it. It's also, it's just less fun to be able to like build, because I've come across this problem for newer players. It's less fun for them to build out of what they possibly could build out of with their own stuff than to build out of like, 
well, so-and-so said they could loan me like X. It's not as fun for them to build like with that caveat. So yeah, like lowering uh, the like figures they can use in any kind of direction uh, is not the best for new players for sure. All right. Any last words you want to say? I'm pretty much done. I think I voiced everything about this thread. Neat idea. Needs some refining depending on your area, but I really do like the idea to try to keep certain nights more casual. Other nights, like, go ahead. It can be S-tier teams, whatever. Um, what do you think, Simeon? Uh, before I like give my piece on it, I do want to read one comment. It's on the, the first page by Faster Than Flash. Uh, he says... Good idea, maybe wrong direction. The high power things are probability control, theme team probability control, outwit, perplex, multiple free actions. And then he says, if you limit slash restrict those, you should be fine. Feel free to check out my post in the house rules thread. So faster than Flash has their own thread where um, apparently their tier system is more about uh, support mechanics. Powers. Yeah. Which words, yeah. I feel like is a decent idea up to a point because they, uh, hero clicks in general, like as far as like going forwards, it seems like it's hard to have a lower costed figure that doesn't have theme team probability control, outwit probability control, perplex, some sort of free action because that's like sidestep, you know, things like that. Um, if I'm paying for a 30 point figure and it doesn't have sidestep or if I'm paying like, you know, I'm building this team and I'm like, oh, I can't have two uh, Star Lab scientists because they could potentially have perplex or outwit or probability control. Um, so, like, I just can't build with that. I think that's worse, to be honest. Um, no offense against faster than flash but I think our good old KCGL has a better system worked out because honestly, mm -hmm. I like, I like having teams that occasionally, you know, you'll build like a scientist theme team and have a ton of perplex, but it doesn't matter because your opponent has a ton of prob or you build a team with a ton of outwit. And then all of a sudden you come across the opponent that has a done a ton of like power cosmic stuff or cosmic energy or whatever we're calling it now. Um, and it, I don't want to say that it's like fun to come across those teams because if you build your t entire team to have like a bunch of outwit and then you just can't do it at all, it doesn't feel great, yeah. but it's not unbalanced. So in the effort mm -hmm. to balance casual nights, um, I, I would disagree with good old faster than flash and say, uh, making tiers as far as powers go doesn't really make a ton of sense because I could have a 150 point character that starts without wit. And if you're going to say like, I can only have one of those, whereas like my opponent has like three 30 point outwits and he can only have one of those. That's like kind of a weird disparity between the two. Um, it's a good start is what I'm going to say to this KCGL. Uh, if he really wanted to get serious about like implementing something that would be useful across the United States, across the world, as far as uh, making tiers go, 
he would definitely have to get like more competitive insight as far as uh, figures that he have listed that would bump tiers up. But as of right now, it's pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, you'd also have to add like an E tier and rework because I think some things in C tier could jump down to D. Some things in D tier could jump up and also jump down. Um, and then some things in B tier sure. even could definitely go down to like C tier. And it all just flux fluctuates with like sets that we get. So I think B tier is definitely anything that we get a set every year that has this keyword. So that would be uh, Avengers yeah. get hits every year. Superman ally probably gets hits every year. Uh, Kryptonian to a lesser extent as guardian. Definitely. Um, then like the generic keywords is ruler. And that's like, I guess generics are the weird one. Cosmic for sure. We have been getting it is, yeah. of, uh, mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't put 100%. cosmic in the same tier as future because future, unlike scientist, future almost always comes with the explicit like prob. Scientist could be perplexed prob or outwit. Mm -hmm. And then like X-Men, X-Men for sure should just like automatically at this point in time be A tier. Uh, probably even S tier because, um, yeah, like X-Men, you just have way more to pull from. And so, yeah, it's I, nutty. Would, yeah I would never put X-Men yeah. in the same caliber as Frightful Four or Trinity or Fawcett City or Future. Ooh, yeah. Yikes. Is X-Men that low, honestly? I mean, it's, yeah. it's oh, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah, no, X-Men would not be that low. Yeah. yeah. I get it. A lot of stuff are in B tier, but, like, definitely Frightful Four should not be in B tier. Yikes. Oh, yeah, yikes. I would, I would uh, suggest. And Earth X, honestly, neither should Earth X. No. What's so good about Fawcett City and Trinity that I'm missing? <laughs> Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman? Wow. They're not that good. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, they just Fawcett aren't. City has On a team together, no. One of Calder's favorite figures of all time, um, Mary Marvel, belongs to the Fawcett. Oh, of course. <laughs> keyword. Yeah, she should be. That should be C A tier. Just hate that chick so much. <laughs> um, but like Excalibur and Frightful Four and Earth X should not be in P tier. There's no way. No, um, I mean neither should change. Yeah, there's a ton of be, stuff that shouldn't be there. But yeah, you got to work be more with what you got for sure. Um, it's there a should good be. start, but yeah, especially would... with how easy it is to bump up a tier. I would say. Oh um, yeah. It's not super easy, but like just how convenient it would be to bump up a tier. Um, yeah. Yeah, having like a Hydra team with one figure that's on the list, and then all of a sudden you're going against a, uh, let's see, like an X-Men team or a scientist theme team. Because if their scientist is the, if scientist is the only keyword that they share, and they're not like jumping up to like Avengers or whatever, um, and even then Avengers isn't the same category. So like if scientist is like their keyword, uh, scientist is going to destroy, um, like pretty much anything from C tier. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Like mm -hmm. even like assassin spy. Yeah. It's going to like Hydra. It's going to destroy pretty much anything from C tier, uh, without a lot of help. And there's a few things in C tier that I think could, yeah. uh, deal with scientist. And that's why I think like, you know, an extra tier and then reworking some of the keywords from where they are 
would be pretty beneficial mm-hmm. for this thread. So, um, so I think it just sort of comes down to. Now, let me finish my one thought here before I say sort of my ending stuff. Uh, M Pro, uh, another comment on the thread says, I'm just going to read his last part, but one way to level the field by having figures from the same time period. Um, I don't know how much Golden Age this guy plays. I assume it's a little bit. He's got some Golden Age figures on his ban list, not really ban list, but tier jump list. I think there should be a thing where it's like uh, for every character that doesn't have the dial on the back of the card, you know, the old cards um, goes down a tier or like if it has two characters. It goes down a tier or two tiers and then it'll stop there. Right. If you've got a figure that doesn't have an Oreo base, go down a tier for every figure that doesn't have an Oreo base, you know, or, or two tiers or something. Right. If your character doesn't have a card, go down like three tiers or something, you know, like especially. But it sort of depends on how much space they take on your team, too. Right. So that's another whole mess. Like, that sounds like a good idea. Like, oh, Calder, yeah. Like, it's older stuff. It's not as good. Power creep, blah, blah, blah. That makes sense. But then in my same, like, level of thinking, I'm like, well, shoot. Then I just put two shield agents on the team from Infinity Challenge. They're fine for 11 points. You know, they're not my crutch. And I go down a few tiers. There's a way to abuse the system. But there should be a way to insert where it's like, I'm playing old stuff. Or maybe you should just say, hey, guys, we're playing old stuff this week, whatever. But, like, you know, if I'm playing a team of Avengers, but they're all from like Hammer of Thor and back, they're not A tier, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's just that's another thing to worry about, which is like, which is rough, right? Like, it's just another thing to like put on top of how the tier things. The tier thing is a good idea. I really like it. There's just a lot more to it than what's here. Now, that being said, it's not really this guy's fault, it's not KCGL's fault. It's it's your area. His area, he doesn't have that problem, I imagine. So it's sort of a thing that if he really like got down to it, looked up all the meta stuff, talked to a lot of meta players, looked back at what was just crazy good for Golden Age, figuring out a Golden Age system of certain tier jump characters, added more tiers, he could really refine it. Like There's something there. It's really good. It's a really good idea. There's a lot to work with. It just needs to be refined. That's all I that's all I'd have to say. Yeah. So like going off of this list, let's say casual night, they're doing A tier teams. Someone builds an Avengers team with like some Medusa and a Voyager. So Voyager has power cosmic, that's gonna bump them up to A tier. Um, someone builds a Trinity team mm. with like Casey Superman. So like starts off with like a twelve attack. That bumps them up to A tier. So it's like KC Superman, normal Batman, normal Wonder Woman. Um, there's a lot of like interesting stuff. I don't know how you'd ever do Cosmic as B tier because most people with Cosmic are going to come with Power Cosmic. Um, not right. everyone in Cosmic, but like enough that your options would be super limited. And maybe that's why it does make sense as a B tier team. Because if you're doing cosmic without power cosmic, then you're doing like, you know, actual B tier kind of like heroes and stuff. But yeah, as far as like a casual, mm-hmm. a casual play kind of format, I think uh, between this thread and the thread that was reworking the point system for older. Figures, oh yeah, That's right. If like if we could make a super list out of like all this stuff, uh, we could truly come up with like a decent. Uh, casual like list of like you know formats um it'd be a ton of work and it might be more of a headache than it's worth than just like dealing with the one guy 
that brings meta stuff every time. But it's, I don't know, it's really interesting because, yeah. Um, Sometimes it's, it's difficult, right? Like, you have to go through all this work to just be like, hey, guys, can I be real with you for a second? Like, sit all your players down. Can we just not play jank next week? Can yeah. we just have fun? I like, never understand. You want me to not play good? I never and understand. I'm like, no, I don't want you to like, not play uh, good. I yeah. want you to not play jank, bro. Does that make sense to you? And he's like, no, it does not. I'm like, well, all right, cool. Here we are. Yeah. I'll just absolutely never understand the people that are like, I don't know how to not build good. And I'm like, you do. Because all those figures that you constantly avoid building with because they're not good enough, I just need you to build with those for one night. And they're like, I don't know how. And it's like, just try. Just like no, it's pretty when you pretty easy when you type pretty a keyword easy. in and you're building like a theme team, don't look at the dials. Just click on like the first like eight that catch your eye that you haven't ever used before, and that's a perfectly fine team for a casual night. It's like ah, I can't play Star Jammers without robot guy that carries everyone. It's like yeah, yeah, you can. You just have to walk like regular <laughs> folk. <laughs> Uh, but all right uh i think that'll that'll close us out for this thread at redemption so simeon we always got to rate the thread based off uh our really weird one through ten system one being the uh ten being the best one being like yeah it needs work uh so let's just make it a tier system where where on the tiers would you rate this obviously saying s is the top and like a really whatever number through something else is the bottom you know, through ten, right. you know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So A B C D E F G H I J K L M N P, etc. Yeah. So one's the. Where are we rating this thread? Is that what you're saying? One is the good number. We'll say that's S, and then A tier, B tier, etc. goes down from there. All right. Well, I would have rated K C G L a good old two reputation points for this thread, but uh, sadly, in the recording of this podcast, somebody bumped his reputation points up by one, so now he is sitting at three reputation Ooh. points. Who could have done such a thing? Ah, maybe it was me. Yeah, what that uh, could be? But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll go I'll go three. It's a really solid thread. There's a lot of work put into it. Um, it's clear that if he's not a judge of a local venue, that he should be because. Uh, he's clearly put like a lot of thought, and he's uh, he's responding to a lot of people that have commented. He's got a lot of yeah. uh, interesting like responses and stuff. Um, again, like we pointed out, some of like the theme teams that we think are worthy of like higher standings or lower standings for whichever reasons. If it's different in his area, then I mean that's perfectly fine. Like if you know. In his area, Guardians of the Galaxy get played as often as Avengers, and like with just as much slap, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's possible. It truly is, depending on what kind of Avengers you're running. It is. Um, In my opinion, it would just be these tiers based on like how many figures available. Um, But yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say three. I'm gonna say it's it's a really good thread. It's worth reading, especially if you're into like the casual kind of gameplay and you really need like an idea for you've got like a couple people that you really want to like tone down in your group. This would be a great 
like starting point as far as uh, how to make it an even playing field for everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually use the rating system I set up that Sammy didn't understand. I'm gonna say it's a B tier thread. I'm gonna say it's pretty solid. I think the bones are there. Uh, uh, it needs a little work. That That's all. Yeah. You know, three so is solid. B. That's what I was kind of going for. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, but yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say it's about B tier. Uh, obviously, whatever works for your area. So we're me and Sammy aren't gonna be able to fully understand all that jazz. But yeah, for sure. I think it's a great idea. And a little bit of polish. It's uh it's now it'll be an S tier idea in no time. So thank you, KCGL. Thanks, Elliot, for sending the email, letting us know. Glad you're a fan of the show. Um, hopefully you're still a fan of the show after that. I don't think we said anything uh, too terrible about your thread. But yeah. You're definitely moving on into other threads way worse. Just oh, like, for sure. Easily, definitely. Shoot them up and spit yeah. them out kind of kind of threads. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they did not, that's not interested in checking this thread out. Uh, HC Realms HeroClix general discussion should be there. I mean, it's it's one of the few threads in that that's oh. bumped up. So yeah, check yeah. it out. I'll, I'll see if I can put a link in the, in the podcast notes below because I know you guys don't want to do all that searching jazz. Yeah, you're not like Simeon on a late night trying to conspiracy theory searching through the internet How and find all these loopholes. Forums you guys just want to wait. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of... It's. I'm not going to get into it, but forums are of a bygone era, or you're a real weirdo and you should get off of the forums and make your own chicken tenders because your mom's tired of feeding you. You're 30 and you need to do it yourself. Oh, interesting. That's a strange thing to Those say. Let's options. go ahead and jump into a Malcolm Rush question block, shall we? That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. Hmm. Glad we escaped that little rant that we were going on there for a second. Really didn't understand the chicken tenders thing, but here we are. Uh, Malcolm Rush writes in Oreo dial carded sets with dials on the back of the cards uh, for Thursday Throwdown games are over. So let's ask questions about that. Obviously, if you guys don't know, we've mentioned Thursday Throwdown games all the time. Check it out on our YouTube channel, Thursday Throwdown. If you sort of want to understand what we're talking about here, me and Simeon take two Golden Age sets. You guys vote for the figures on our team. Then we play. Then we just go through. Boom. Then the next two sets, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so number one is best, worst, favorite, and surprising sets this round of Thursday Throwdown. Simeon, what's your best set? Best Who thinks the best set this uh, round of Throwdown? So, yeah, it's hard to say. Out of the single sets, um, if I was going to pick one set that would definitely just, like, curb stomp the rest, I'm going to say XXS. There's just a lot of power pieces in that set. We didn't play with the cards with the ID cards, if we had, it would have been even like worse because I mean, that set just defined like almost two years. It defined almost two years of hero clicks and they had to retire ID cards early with that set just so that it didn't like continue defining hero clicks forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I hated that. I was just not a fan, but yeah, it is probably the best set. Uh, however, for best, I wrote Spear Foes of Spider-Man. It was just a really fun set. It really uh, it, it ushered in the age, you know, one of the first uh, sets to have it. Just a really great set. Very solid, fun set. Uh, worst set, Simeon. Uh, that's a hard one, but I'm going to have to give it a tie mm. between 
Uh, I'm not even going to tie it. I'm going to say it's Elseworlds. I'm going to say, I was going to say it was a tie between okay. What If and Elseworlds, but I truly think that Elseworlds might have been the worst set of this era because um, it was just like bad bang for your buck all around. What If had some solid super rares, it had some cool stuff going on, and then it just felt like Elseworlds really fell flat. Like they had some planetary stuff, they had some. <laughs> almost cool chases like the the superman was really cool the batman was okay the green arrow got used in meta and then the robin was just like what are you doing with this what are you, what is this thing yeah. um and what if like what if chases weren't anything to like really be amazed about but they weren't really amazing they were thinking, either at least yeah, yeah. there was at least like a theme that they kind of worked with um, whereas Elseworlds was just kind of they were all over the place as far as point value went ooh that's for sure uh, my worst set I had to give it to Star Trek I just hate Star Trek I just mm. hate it so much and this is an opportunity mm. for me to kind of poop on it a little more yeah I just don't care for it I don't like it at all though really had you under her finger I mean uh, yeah she actually gave me a little bit of a tough time yeah not gonna lie uh, and then your favorite set, Simeon. Favorite set. I have to go with Avengers Defenders From War. Um, so mm. Avengers Defenders War not only didn't have an awesome chase theme, uh, all the rares were really decent, uh, with the exception of like Owl Man and Porcupine and those. But even then, like pulling mm. those wasn't that bad. Uh, Second place would have been Deadpool in the X-Force because that was also, like, didn't really care if I pulled a rare or a super rare. They were, like, really solid. But Avengers Defenders were for sure had probably my favorite in this era um, of, like, commons and uncommons and stuff. It's funny you say Deadpool in the X-Force because I... Uh, and Avengers Defenders War because I said the opposite of Avengers Defenders War. I said Deadpool and the X-Force for my favorite set. I just really had a lot of fun, had a lot of figures in it that I know I played a lot. And then it just had a lot of characters that I was like waiting for for a long time. Squirrel Girl and Howard the Duck uh, being the biggest ones that I was just waiting for them to get made. Uh, Swarm ended up being like really cool. It just had a lot of fun figures in it. Really enjoyed it. And then what was the set that was surprising? This is more of the gameplay side of things. But like what was really surprising for you to play out of Simeon? Uh, I want to say Star Trek, but really I wasn't surprised mm. at how easily Star Trek went down. Uh, it truly was a set that was only meant to be played within itself. Um, so instead, mm. I'm gonna instead of that, I'm gonna say I'm very surprised with. Uh, let's go with what if. I'm surprised that my what if team managed to like beat out Calder's Elseworlds team because. Truly, I did not know whether or not What If was actually going to be able to pull it out. I thought Elseworlds had way better figures. Um, what If just had enough synergy and enough like free action stuff going on. There's some cool stuff, even though Calder had probably some of the best pieces from Elseworlds. Uh, what If really... They were really good. Yeah, What If really like managed to pull out the win with that one, and it was pretty surprising. Uh, my most surprising had to be Joker's Wild. Uh, I honestly always just kind of thought it was a bad set. I was able to win mostly because of anarchy. I'll be real with you. 
Uh, but mm. still, I was just really surprised at how well Joker's Wild turned out for me. So like that was like, hmm, okay, Joker's Wild. All right, then that's better than I thought it was. Uh, next up, number two, what did you learn about these sets uh, that changed since you started playing Thursday Throwdown games? What did you learn about them, Simeon? What did you learn? Nothing. So I played through oh. all these sets. Um, Thanks. Every one of these sets I bought, there's there wasn't really anything that I learned. Uh, Spider-Man, Avengers Defenders 4, Elseworlds, and What If were all... Uh, and yeah, those, those six were all prior to the rules change. There wasn't enough stuff that changed in the rules that made them that much different. Um, I really didn't like, you know, there wasn't any like huge perception changes. These are all like slightly less than modern in my opinion. Uh, cause honestly, like these are all sets that I'd still reach for if I'm building out of like modern kind of like era. So, yeah, there wasn't really mm -hmm. anything that I really, like, shifted my perspective on how they worked or anything. Um, what I noticed in these sets was the level of power creep from Joker's Wild to, you know, X-Men Xavier's School type of deal, where we kind of started with some really lackluster sets. And it's not like a gradual power creep thing. It's just sort of all over the place. Like Joker's Wild is real bad, and so is What If and Elseworlds. But in between those, we had Deadpool and the X Force and Avengers Defenders War. I'd probably say uh, ADW is a better set than Deadpool and the X Force, you know, just for what was all used out of there. Better, you know, figures overall. And then, of course, Mighty Thor. And then it kind of goes back down with Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls, shoots way back up with Avengers uh, Infinity with X Men Xavier's School. Avengers Infinity, obviously, more so on the Colossal side and the single figure side. Um, but the Colossals really added a big boost to the game. Then obviously X-Men Xavier School. And then it kind of shoots back down with Star Trek uh, Undead and Thor Ragnarok movie. It's just sort of the power scaling is all over the place. Uh, it didn't gradually get yeah. better or anything. It sort of jumped around. It's very strange. It's almost as if they don't have a single person forward thinking like all of these sets. And they just switch around who does each set. And that person doesn't like, mm. bother to Super weird. backtrack and be like, Ah, what did the last DC set do? What did the last Marvel set? Like, oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm doing DC. I don't care about the last Marvel set. I'm going to go a whole year back to see what these figures should be costed. 17 defense across the board? That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, number three, uh, which of those figures that you didn't play in your throwdown games uh, that you wish you had a chance to play? Oh, so what was man. the figure that missed the vote you weren't able to play, Simeon? Um, so not necessarily like a figure that missed the vote, um, but just the entirety of my Spider-Man superior foes of Spider-Man team, uh, they kind of just got <laughs> exploded, and I didn't get to play any of them, and it was very disappointing. Hmm. That is Thank fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was my own fault, but also yeah. uh, Calder's roles for Anarchy were just way too good. They were they good. They were really good. Time. Uh, I got to say, I was a little bummed. I wasn't able to play uh, Howard the Duck in uh, Deadpool and the X-Force. A little bummed about that. No Squirrel Girl either, or, you know, Koi Boy. Chipmunk Kunk, sure. 
but no squirrel girl like those are like bigger figures in the set still got to play hell cow which is great i was a big fan of that but like no howard no squirrel girl is pretty big bummer same game uh neither captain america for simeon's team no hydra cap no sam cap you know sam cap's slightly more balanced in a setting where there's no id card so i was like man really no yeah. sam cap no hydra cap no Honestly, uh, none of the chasers not an even like a really yeah. big taxi in that set um yeah, yeah. avengers so, defenders that was a bummer. i love the hulk chase from that set it's really hard to fit him in like a lower point and this isn't really like a lower point setting yeah in a setting where I'm trying to fit as many figures as possible, it's really hard to swing a 200-point figure into it, even if it's really cool. Because that Hulk's main thing is, like, he gets mad and, like, has a stop-click mid-dial and, you know, can push and stuff like that. And that's not really, like, something that tells you anything about the rest of the set. So it's not necessarily, like, interesting enough to play when I could play four 50 point pieces for the same price. So, um, uh-huh. I do wish that like we had like a little bit of a kind of like, you know, like a chase, like face off kind of thing. It wouldn't have made a ton of sense, but, uh, for Avengers defenders war, there's definitely a few chases that I wish we would have seen. What if I would have really liked to have seen the, uh, venom Hulk, but, I guess Venom Thor was okay. He definitely did things. Uh, absolutely. Uh, next up, number four. Uh, out of all the sets of Thursday Throwdown games, what was the most fun to play? What was your favorite game to play there, Simeon? I put uh, Elseworlds versus What If. I think that was mm. like one of the closer games. Um, games like... I wouldn't say Avengers Defenders War versus Deadpool was not close that was also very close but um like xavier school was really one-sided it felt like team and t versus star mm-hmm. trek was really one-sided and then same with uh the mighty thor versus harley quinn it was just like very obvious which set yeah had better stats for the same points but elseworlds versus what if not only were those both the what like 15th anniversary no I can't remember. They were no. You're both, right. Uh, no, yeah, it was, no, it was okay. Yeah, both 15th anniversary of like yeah, no, 15th. Yeah, yeah. So, not only like that, but like the power set like seemed really well like balanced, and I think it mostly came down to just like attack rolls, like whether Calder got an attack off on me, and if it missed, then if I like got the follow up and like stuff like that, um, didn't really come out to like you know me having like the one out of balance figure or anything like that. So that was my favorite. Nice. Uh, I agree. I think it was really fun. The Elseworlds and what if is also my, my favorite game we played. It was just a really fun game. Had a good time. There's a lot of more back and forth in that than a lot of other games. Uh, pretty much all the same reason Simeon said. Just it was a fun game. Next up, uh, question number five, which set figures could still compete within today's game? Obviously these ones are super recent. Uh, so it makes this a little easier to answer. But Simeon, which set really stands out that would still compete in today's game? If I was going to pick one single set, I would say Avengers Defenders War. I think there's enough Avengers mm. out there to make like a decent theme team. Um, Moondragon was like my surprisingly good figure from that set. That like I had never played her as effective as she was in that set, or as effective as a piece. Like 
as I did in that game. Um, she never worked for me as well as like she did in there. Of course, X-Men Xavier School with ID cards and X-Men being like a prominent keyword, also very effective. Same as AI with like all of the Colossals and stuff. It's really hard to pick like all of these more recent sets. They're only like a couple years old and with as many keywords and like set dumps as we get, really only the DC ones like fall to the wayside in my opinion. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, obviously uh, there's a figure from every set that's always going to be good. Like Superior Foes of Spider-Man, Overdrive's just boss, dude. Like you can't get a better taxi, a much better taxi for that point cost. You know, so there's going to be a figure for at the very least one figure. And I'll say this for every set ever. There's one figure from every set that's just solid uh, for some reason. But I think the the set that's definitely the would be the best in modern uh, is X-Men Xavier's School. Uh, ID cards are just crazy strong. Those X-Men by themselves, really, really, really strong team with the free student IDs and everything. The chases are strong. The uh, chase Dream Gray is great. Chase Iceman as a call-in is fine. Chase Cyclops as a call-in is fine. You know, just between call-ins, Super Air Wolverine, all that stuff, it's it's a wild competitive set. So oh, I've got to go with uh, uh, X-Men. Super Air Wolverine team that also has Kirkoan Revival on it is like, not yeah, only do yeah, I have a stop click, the... I also go back to click yeah. one or like my starting click or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, you get this bystander, but like I can also attack you because you damaged an X-Men and you know, yada, 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 yada. See, it just kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. Just X-Men are so good. So good. So much good X-Men stuff. And uh, number six, uh, what is your favorite thumbnail? And which one do you wish you could redo? All right. Favorite thumbnail. Uh, I think my favorite from this set of stuff is Elseworlds versus What If. Um, <clears throat> Calder did the uh, Cowboy Flash, which is pretty solid. And I don't even remember how I managed to do it, but I attempted to do the... Uh, the Venom Thor. And uh, if you look closely at the thumbnail, you can see my eye poking out between the teeth. So that's fun. Oh, um, geez. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, I think I'm holding, so I don't have a hammer. I think I'm holding like a spatula or something. I don't know. I'm holding something that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that was my one of my favorite thumbnails. Uh, I said the same thing. I really liked that thumbnail as well. Uh, Venom Thor is hilarious. My my flash was pretty solid. So yeah, I went with the uh, same thing. Elseworlds and what if I thought was a great thumbnail. So yeah, Simi, what's one you wish you would have redone? That's pretty easy. Um, Undead or Star Trek. Those are both ones where mm. I just straight up did not have anything that matched. Like I don't have Frankenstein makeup. I well. For Undead, it was hard to pick an MVP because everybody just kind of blew it in that game. Uh, same for Star Trek. Everybody just kind of dropped the ball in that game. Um, but for Star Trek, it's like a little easier to say, I don't have any alien costumes or makeup. Uh, for Undead, I did have a like Abraham Lincoln kind of getup, but my only Abraham Lincoln was a ghost, so it... I don't know. That's not my most proud cosplay for sure. 
I wouldn't wear it about town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also had a problem with my Ragnarok uh, costume. My It was just pretty bad. It's, it's probably my worst one yet. Um, I was just not a fan of my Ragnarok costume. It did not hit on the level of Thorness that I wanted it to. Also, uh, just about the Ragnarok undead thumbnail, showed it to somebody. They're like, really? You're just wearing your like basketball shorts that you wear like around house? You really couldn't put pants on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, look at Simeon's pants really quick. What are those? <laughs> yeah, he's wearing Batman pants as Abraham Lincoln. Let's, uh, let's nobody noticed. Nobody <laughs> noticed my Batman pajama pants. I colored in most of the spots on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, you left the Batman. Like, the word Batman was on there somewhere. You did not color in most of the spots. There was uh, so much. I did enough, though. <laughs> yeah, that Jeez. was that was my favorite part of it. Is I was like... I was trying to match the color with like the ghost of Abraham Lincoln's little sculpt. And mm -hmm. I was like, I can't do the shiny bits. And then I colored in my pants and I was like, I'm going to leave the little Batman logos though. <laughs> so yeah, there's little batarangs and whatever else, like all around the pants area, but it's good stuff. It's pretty, no, it is pretty funny. Uh, and thank you, Malcolm, for sending those questions. He drops some suggestions for Thursday Throwdown in the future, but we ended up just going with the uh, section of sets uh, that we haven't done yet, which is kind of all the indie sets that weren't really modern legal, that weren't released normally. So this week, we're doing Street Fighter versus Bioshock. I'm building out of Street Fighter. Simeon's building out of Bioshock. Feel free to vote on those posts, or if you're in our Discord, feel free to vote on our Discord server. Yeah, we'll have uh, Halo and other random sets coming up soon, too. Yeah something weird it's going to be a bit weirder so normally we just do it like these two sets are next to each other and we just keep going so we do like infinity challenge hyper time whatever we just kept doing it that way throughout the majority of thursday throwdown but with the way these indie sets are right there's just crazy figure disparities like randomly a Yu-Gi-Oh will be next to you know kick arse or whatever and it's like ah that's there's such a big like there's 12 figures in the yeah. kick arse movie set, you know and like same thing with like Gears of War is next to Street Fighter. And like there's 10 characters in Gears of War to choose from. That's just not really yeah. fair. And if we you do know? the Pacific Rim set, it'll be weird because oh, either That's one, be really weird. one team will have like 12 figures and the other will have three. Or we'll have to find some set in there that has really high costed figures. And I don't I don't think that there's a lot right. of indie sets with that high cost. I think it's pretty much. No, not a ton. Rim. Yu-Gi-Oh's got some higher ones. Like we, it would have to be Yu-Gi-Oh, and we'd have to be like, "Look, Exodia's on the team." Right. Sorry, guys, that's just the only way to make it fair, type of thing. You know, one of the blue eyes, red eyes, dragons, whatever. But like, that's the only way to make it fair against like a Pacific Rim level of high point costed bloated stats type of set. So yeah, so that's that's gonna be the future. Check out all our YouTube stuff uh, on our YouTube at Dial H for Hero Clicks. Just go ahead and type that in. If you there's like a thousand listeners of this show, a little bit more than that. And we only have 584 subscribers. So give a sub to our YouTube channel, guys. It's another place you can listen to podcasts. We have unboxings. We obviously have the really fun Golden Age gameplay videos that we're doing. We have a bunch of dumb skits uh, that I, you know, set aside my pride and do. And then, you know, of course, we have uh, two of our favorite, like our projects here, like the Hero Clicks Hot Ones, which might be a series. And uh, who knows? It was pretty painful filming that one episode. And then the Dial H for Hero Clicks Extreme Rules 
which was just awesome. So check out both of those videos. They were a lot of work and a lot of fun, but just more importantly, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Really appreciate it, guys. It really helps us out. To bring a close to the show, I'm gonna go ahead and read a Jedi Legend Hero Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Jedi Legend says, this catches experienced players sometimes as well. When you see protected, the word protected in lowercase, this means the power itself uh, cannot be protected. So he says specifically outwitted. Protected can be protected pulse wave, protected outwit, whatever. He Then he says, all caps, protected, applies to the whole figure. That is correct. Absolutely 100% true. So stop clicks have protected outwit pulse wave. And then any power that is a part of that stop click is also protected outwit and pulse wave. Not the whole click though. Um, so yeah, and then of course, if you see protected in a trait, if it's lowercase, it's just that trait that's protected. And normally it's like a thing that gives out tokens or when this character dies, comes back to life or whatever, it just sort of lets you be able to bring that character back. Like, ah, pulse wave, so you just, you don't. Yep, so lowercase capital, protected. Good stuff to know. But all right, that'll be a wrap to our show, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick reminder, uh, like I said, Dialish for HeroClicks on YouTube.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Dialish for HeroClicks on Twitter. That is a four, number four. Go ahead, send us an email at Dialish for HeroClicks at little at sign. That's the shift A, uh, shift two, a little, uh, little Dialish for HeroClicks at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email like Elliot did. Uh, and, you know, we're on HC Realms, and that doesn't really matter. If you support us on Patreon, it's a big help in funding a lot of hero clicks videos and of course getting equipment and stuff for the podcast so if you want to fund us on patreon there's a link obviously in the podcast description for all of this stuff but that's patreon.com slash dial h for hero clicks if you want some dial h for hero clicks merch and you don't want to go through the patreon to get your stickers and tokens and stuff but you might want it on like a mug or a t-shirt or any like random thing go ahead and check out our Redbubble, uh redbubble.com slash dial h for hero clicks also in the podcast show notes uh, we get a small like portion from whatever sales on Redbubble. So you are helping out the show by doing the Redbubble thing. But that's mostly for if it's just like you want a specific sticker. It's still cheaper to get it on our Patreon. But if you want to go to Redbubble, you can get stuff on like mugs, on t-shirts, on like the Hattie Hattie Let's Get Ratty design, all the new sticker designs that I'm using for the uh, Extreme Rules stuff. All of that can be found on our Redbubble. If you want to buy that for the Clicks Junkie, in your life or something like that so more yeah. like random specific stuff that we can't like make like input as patreon rewards we're not like a store so we're not going to like keep inventory in stock you can just go ahead and buy it on redbubble but that's all i've got to say so simian the rest of the show is yours plus on redbubble if you get like one of those t-shirts or sweatshirts or whatever and someone's like hey what is that crazy uh that's the way it should be uh clicks shirt you can be like, oh, that's uh, from the Dial H podcast, and you can you can rep us a bit, and uh, you know the the Hero Clicks players that see it, because clearly no one in no one in current common life would actually recognize it, but uh, the Hero Clicks players around you sure might, and then you can uh, you can point mm -hmm. it away, and that's always that's always fun when someone's like, hey, I found you via blah blah blah. Um, we had someone recently find us just from the weird YouTube algorithm, which made no sense because they hadn't played Heroclix in like 12 years. And that was pretty cool. Uh, and if you want to be pretty cool and you want some merch, there's a good website to go to. It's called CoolStuffInc.com. 
You can find cool stuff in stock every day from the latest HeroClix singles to sealed products. You can also buy their mugs and their shirts, although ours might have better designs. I'm not going to lie. It's a... Yeah, ours have better designs. I'm I'm looking at them right okay. now. Okay. Uh, but our, they are our sponsor, so uh, we'll go ahead and say, check them out at coolstuffinc.com. Happy trails. Happy trails.